0: everyone. I see you're recording on an old gift of mine. Yeah. Ah. Yep. <sighs> Covered on this podcast, I believe. It's a monochrome puzzle. Yeah. All gray mm-hmm. and irregular pieces. Right. So are you... I I'm going to finish it this It, time. it looks like you're... You've made very good progress. Yeah, and you know when I started it? Sunday. Okay, but
1: I mean, this it's is... Tuesday. This is attempt and two. And this is attempt, like, five.
0: What well, five, exactly. So I do think probably there's some muscle memory in there.
1: Oh, for sure. But this is by far the furthest I've gotten working
0: on it before. I mean, it looks good. Congratulations. Thanks. That sounds like me. Um...
1: So what's going on, dude? <laughs> Nothing, bro. <laughs> what's up? Um, are we just getting into the show? No. I have a lot to say about the show unless you have
0: I have a lot to say about the show too. Okay. There's one thing that I kind of want to cover quickly. All right. Because I've been affected by it today. All right. Um, it goes back to the SVB Silicon Valley Bank stuff. Uh-huh.
1: You were a big investor. Wow!
0: Lost, lost, <laughs> your lost it all. Pants, lost My shirt. Um, the bye bye, so, bye. You know, I we we are both products of two thousand and eight. Uh huh. I stepped out of a master's degree <clears throat> straight into the economic collapse. Right, and so I've always looked at and and felt like. People, I saw people not even try to justify what happened. I saw the latest one.
1: Well, no, no, back in
0: in two thousand eight. Like I saw, like the CEOs of banks pretty much be like, "Well, I'm not leaving." You know what I mean? And everybody else had to deal with it. And guess what? Everybody did. Some people lost everything. Mm -hmm. Some people killed themselves. Yeah. (laughs) But and
1: one of the guys that ran a bank in two thousand eight was who was running. Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley bank. and Lehman Brothers or something. One of those guys. And, and
0: he also fought for less regulation yeah, on Silicon Valley, right? Raising the, the market cap where blah, 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 who gives a shit. Um, so that there was less oversight over that bank. So they could do exactly what they did, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm a product of like... and And it was something that everybody agrees with. Nobody in 2008 was coming out and being like, it's good what the CEOs of banks are doing. It's good what the housing what they did with the uh, with mortgages with the housing market. It's all good, you know. Right. Everyone was like, "Yeah, it's a shitty system," but then the most you heard was like, "It's a shitty system, but it's the best system we got, buddy." Right. And now with Silicon you Valley, know how many
1: people starved because of socialism? <laughs> That's the
0: answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. Sure, people like, I went of a master's degree and worked at Verizon Wireless, you know, for a while. I I competed with the job that I first got at the school I'm still with against someone with like a PhD who's Mm -hmm. like way overqualified for the position. Anyway, now it's happening again, right? Except this time what's different is it's more localized and there is no place for people to run. It was just clearly... The same system of, you know, as he puts a piece in the puzzle. <laughs> uh, you saw it. You eyeball, oh, it was yeah, wrong. I, I just, it it was wasn't wrong. even the right one. Yes, I just. So, you know, now what you have is after a few days of me being like, you know what, whatever. Who cares? I finally was exposed to the kind of conservative, especially the libertarian. Because Silicon Valley is like libertarian heaven, right? right? Nirvana. Yeah. I finally got to hear their response to this whole thing. And you know what it is? Silicon Valley Bank was one of the wokest quote unquote <laughs> banks. And that's why this happened. Yeah. Has nothing to do with regulation, has nothing to do with the things that they scream <laughs> about, that they post, you know, all the time about. It has to do with the fact that Silicon Valley was too concerned with wokeism. What a stupid message. Yeah, and and it just kind of got me depressed because I'm like, you know, people aren't even trying. Yeah. It's like the, the, the cat is out of the bag. The game is up. It's just on a mass of people finally waking up. That's the only thing that can happen now. It's like, you know, the end of the... It's like right before the French Revolution. It's like either a critical mass of people wake up and literally attack this with the with the at least the energy of let's behead some of these people. Mm -hmm. If not actually with the mentality of we need to behead some of these people, that that is actually that's the only thing left. Because if you actually are falling for the line that it's wokeism that is causing banks to collapse or causing any economic crisis. Yeah. What the hell are you thinking? Like, what is going on mm-hmm. up there? And and the fact that that, is, that that's like the agreed upon line. And everyone from Ben Shapiro to you know all the libertarians are saying is that that's what they're saying. Yeah, as they're saying it was it was too woke of a bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bank was too woke. Oh my God. It's so stupid stupid
1: yeah that's i haven't been following it in terms of like those that circles those those circles usually with those big news stories i will sort of try and see what the other side is saying but uh i wasn't interested i guess i i'm so but but they're at least acknowledging that it's bad right Uh, no
0: they're they're saying it's bad that wokeism was at all on silicon valley banks uh Radar, yeah. Um, the Wall Street Journal did an opinion piece where they showed who were on like the board. Mm-hmm. It's like the board had a had one black person and a and an LGBTQ representative and two veterans. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was these you know kind of uh, diversity hires that caused. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah, you know, like what, the other thing too is I just I watched the Low Country documentary on HBO about the Murda uh-huh. murders. Yeah, it's the same situation where it's like, did you follow any of that? Did you? There's a Netflix documentary and right. the Low Country documentary we, on them. Julia's
1: been watching it. She's been obsessed with it. We watched like a dateline on it mm. years ago mm. when it first first happened i think before they even knew that it was the husband the husband um yeah. and so that's i so i kind of roughly know the
0: framework of it the the whole idea is that this is a very old family in this small right you know rural town old money and it basically is like a big fish in a small pond, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. But it's the same narrative that plays out money and power corrupts, systemic money and power can only corrupt the people that hold it, and you see this place run by this family who controls the police, who mm-hmm. control the, the the judicial system to a large extent, uh, who are just robbing people openly and Mm -hmm. just people can't do anything about it and to and to see that happening and to see the people interview just be like yep that's you know that's how it is here that's how you just come to expect it that you're just not going to be able to do anything about it and then to hear people fight against the idea that there's any like systemic issues based on power and money you know uh systems that have been in place for you know, centuries mm-hmm. to, 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 try and discard that to be like, no, there's not, there's no power imbalance or money imbalance or wealth imbalance. Get, get over yourself. And it's like, I can point to history, but I can also point to like, look at the Murdoch case. Mm-hmm. Like that's the narrative writ small. It's just, we, I don't know of many people who would fight that narrative that, generational money and wealth and power breeds corruption right <laughs> right but plain it's and simple so how is a capitalist yeah, but, system right not also breed corruption and and exploitation well, let me tell you about all the people
1: that starved under socialism keith yeah. uh yeah, I mean that's always been that's always kind of been the frustrating bit though is that you can get you can get people to I guess even draw the same conclusion about that stuff. But then when it comes to what do we do about it or what has caused it, the perspective is completely different somehow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody agrees that the runoff is shit. But then when you're like, yeah, and the source is that huge asshole up top, the corporation. And like, no, I don't think that's it. Yeah. I think I think it's something else. It's something smaller. Yeah, I mean it's you, woke it's you, CRT, it's wokeism. Yeah, you it's, can get
1: any conservative you talk to will agree with how much you dislike major corporations, right? The difference is that from there they just go back to the free market, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, and it's like, I, I, I've found that there's not a disagreement on bad how bad things are. The disagreement is, what do you do about it? And a lot of it is just, yeah, it's just people are just like parroting stuff. Or it's just like, yeah, the woke, the bank was woke. That's
0: why I failed. Yeah. And and maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but I will say, in in my experience, the only honest rebuttal to somebody who's just looking at the system and saying, this is really screwed up are people who say, well, it's the best system there is Mm -hmm. like that. That's the, that's the most honest response, right? Is like, I'm not going to try and justify everything that's happening. I'm just going to tell you, I don't believe there's a better system. I think that the inequality this creates is going to be the best that you can find across. And I disagree with that, obviously, but i would i'd rather have people say that than to say no i'm not going to fall back and say well it's the best we got i'm going to still blame other issues rather than you know my my viewpoint mm-hmm. like my viewpoint is never wrong that right that that's the perspective mm-hmm. never admit defeat say whatever you need to to keep talking and you'll get You'll, you'll you'll get money. You'll you'll get what you need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same thing with like the Silicon Valley stuff. I was looking at like some of the businesses that were kind of in, in that invested in Silicon Valley Bank to take out loans from them and all that. And it's mm-hmm. like, did you hear about this? The uh, birthday party app. You pay like six thousand dollars a year, and the this app will give you like a checklist to make sure that you're maximizing your birthday party mm-hmm. planning or whatever. It was, com- it's completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And people are holding her up. Like the, the lady who started that as like, yeah, you're going to laugh as she loses her business. It's like, did you look at her business? All right. Yeah. I'm going to like, like, are you kidding me? This isn't like the farmland of America that's yeah. being threatened. It's just a bunch of Silicon Valley, like rich techies who have enough money to spend like fund what are probably just shell Mm -hmm. corporations either for their boredom. It's just
1: money laundering.
0: Yeah. It's either just like for their boredom or it's actually money laundering. (laughs) Like, you know, (coughs) anyway, I'm done.
1: Yeah. I haven't been following the bank stuff too closely. Yeah. All of the bank stuff and financial stuff. I mean, I think did we talk, is it, was it on the podcast that we talked about how do stocks work? I don't yeah, understand like, I, financial stuff. It yeah. goes right over my head. I just know that they're bad. The banks are bad. <laughs> um, okay, so... Mary
0: Poppins taught us that.
1: Uh, you know I mean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen Mary Poppins. <laughs> what does she teach? How does she teach you that banks are bad? And i yeah, I cannot imagine how does that come up. What is it? Mary Poppins, she's a babysitter, right?
0: She's a heavenly socialist babysitter. Mm. She's all about um the the arts and uh brainwashing your children. No, the the whole crux of it is the the father um doesn't have enough time for his kids because he works in a bank, mm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's a whole climactic scene where these like horrible old people corner his son, and his son wants to spend this like tuppence because they're in England, and mm-hmm. whatever. He wants to spend his tuppence like feeding the birds he wants to buy a bag of bird seed and feed the birds, and these bankers are like. No, that's you don't. That's a waste. You need to put it in the bank, and mm-hmm. we make it grow, and we, and it's all colorless, and it's all just about money, mm-hmm. and the whole narrative is the father realizing that life is more than just mm. the bank and profits and all those things. Uh, it's all about jumping into sidewalk chalk picture. What a like, cuck! That guy sounds like
1: a cuck. Dancing
0: with. Penguins. Wait, he sounds like a cuck before he realizes yeah. the banks are bad. No, after
1: he realizes banks are bad because banks are obviously, yep, good. okie dokie
0: Yeah, that that's the move. I also realized just randomly looking around, like social media and stuff. A lot of the oh, because it's the Andrew Tate stuff. That's why mm. why it's coming up more and more. But people talk about you know share like Andrew Tate stuff, making fun of him and all that. And then I got exposed randomly to like his followers and people like making fun of the followers too. Mm-hmm. I realized like it's an epidemic of like short men. Mm. I didn't mm. realize short how, man complex. Yes. I I like everyone jokes like the Napoleon complex. Mm. You're like, oh yeah, short guy, whatever. Ha, ha. I realized like, no, it's a real thing. Yeah. Like there are, there are men out there who are just completely. Ready for the grave. They they just need to be put down because they can't get over <laughs> how the, short they are? Yeah, they can't get over how short <laughs> they are. They they're just no good to society anymore because yeah. they can't get over the fact that they're five four. Right. And that and that's it. That's yeah. it for them. Their brains are broken. Their whole life now is about denying the fact that they're five four.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I get it. Um, because like I've we've talked about before. I'm six one, and I feel huge. No, I oh, I feel, feel small. I feel intimidated being around someone that I don't know that's oh, taller than me.
0: You're intim I intimidate you? No,
1: because I, I know you. Know, I just said it's people I don't know. Aww. And so I could imagine if everyone is taller than you, that that could be. Psychologically d- damning. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a threat. <thrang>, like, <laughs> constantly like
0: uh, uh, f- flinching <laughs> yeah. everywhere you go. Um,
1: all right. Last of Us, the last season, the season finale. Yeah. It's called Look for the Light. Um,. What'd you think? So, so you sent oh. me a text mm-hmm. and it sounded like you were a little frustrated with the conclusion of the season.
0: I'm having a difficulty separating my thoughts about the episode from my thoughts about the whole season. Okay. You know, I'm finding it <clears throat> difficult to not reflect on what happened and then tie it into a larger feeling or thought I had about the season. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm talking about the episode <clears throat> listen I'm not one to come up here and talk about the the color grading of it to talk about like the technical details I'm just like I said at the beginning I went into this just looking to see what they could do with a big budget mm-hmm. and have like a big blockbuster show I was happy to realize throughout it that they were much more interested on Relationships of family, right, found family, and, um, and kind of a a more thoughtful take on apocalypse narratives, mm-hmm. which I'm a little burnt out on, you know. So very pleasantly surprised with, with their approach and everything. So this episode followed suit. I thought it was, it, you know, exciting and it was, you know, I had a good time with it. Um, that's for the episode in the context of the season. I have more thoughts and issues Mm -hmm. with it, but for what they, for what they did, they did a great job with what they had. It was too short and Mm -hmm. I have other issues, but broadly speaking, I think it was a, another strong, not the strongest episode of the whole season, but. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. within keeping with the other episodes in terms of quality for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh,
1: I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I had no issues with the length. Um, I mean, I oh, I mentioned this last week, but I exercise when I when I exercise, I watch the show. Mm-hmm. So maybe it has. Something to do with that. Whereas You're like, happy, oh, this, your, is, your short, this is a short one. So uh, <laughs> great. I'm done with this workout. <laughs> um, but the length didn't bother me. Uh, I loved it on all fronts. Okay. I loved it. I loved the episode, practically speaking. And I loved where we ended up story-wise. Okay. And relationship-wise, dynamic-wise between Joel and Ellie. Okay. Um. A couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get to, I guess, some bigger picture stuff. Yeah. The opening scene, so, again, I'm sure you already know this, but the Anna, the lady at the beginning, voiced, voiced, Ellie. voiced Ellie in the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see where, um, we get to see Ellie being born, and it turns out that she's immune, just like how in Bird Box I was just talking about. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure if this is following the games, which it seems to be, if that's like the explanation in the games for her being immune, that happened way before the bird box sequel.
0: I have, I heard, I just saw this on social media that that was added for Mm. the show and it wasn't in the game. Mm. The game never explains her immunity. Yeah. So.
1: Okay, well, I'm fine with that. I think the the explanation works fine. Um, one thing I had this is a broader question about entertainment in general. Where did the idea that, where did the idea come from that you can put a chair underneath a doorknob and keep a door from and opening? Keep, yeah. Um, how does that How does that work practically speaking?
0: You need something behind the chair, but even then.
1: I, that's it's not going to work. It's never going to work. So the, even if you would to like screw a chair into place on its two hind legs, I feel like you could still just, just, just kick it open, it open pretty easily.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, not not only that. What what would prevent you again? Like if you just prop a door underneath the door handle, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's a door, not like you would have to be. A handle like if there's a knob, and mm-hmm. it's definitely not doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Then you could just open it and just push it, and the chair is just going to slide with the door.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So that uh there were a couple little things at the beginning, and I'll talk about this later about realism of the show. But there are a couple little things that I found myself nitpicking at the beginning of the show. Um, Marlene. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the actress who played Marlene. Mm. I felt like she's the one sort of, and I felt this way at the beginning too. A little too intense? Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't care for her performance too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also a moment where, so right after Ellie's born, and they sort of have this moment of realization of like, you're going to have to kill me, right? Because Anna's been bitten. And Anna's like, take my baby. And Marlene says, no, I can't pick the baby up.
0: Uh, she said, no, I can't kill you. No, she says
1: very specifically, I can't, pick, I can't take the baby or something like that. She says, I can't take the baby. And my thought is like, what? Even if the baby's infected, what do you think a zombie baby's going to do to you? Doesn't have teeth. Yeah. That's the, just take the baby. How can you like what are you afraid? I don't what are you afraid of? It's a baby. <laughs> also, along those lines, who are the parents that are let like let signing baby- consent forms <clears throat> as they're pushing the baby out? That baby was a newborn. That was a real baby that was like just shipped out of the hospital a couple hours before they filmed the scene.
0: It looked like that. I have to believe that they didn't. Just take a baby that looked as young as it was, and laid it on a wooden floor in some goop, and let it scream. I, I mean, I mean, regardless, I mean, you're how, who is who's giving their baby, like you know what I mean, <laughs> dude? I, that's crazy. How much am I getting paid for? Just tell me that. I'm I'm at least sitting at the table, hearing the the compensation point before I'm walking I mean, out in in a, maybe the science has changed or whatever, maybe we've
1: learned more when the girls were born hmm. the the like, don't touch them. right don't do the that. thing was like you can't like for the first month or whatever, don't even take it out of the house <laughs> right, and this baby's on a zombie show <laughs> that's crazy uh,
0: not to judge anybody's parenting, but just did yeah. Um, okay. The the other thing too, sometimes like there's strict rules. I wonder if they only used one baby.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't in the show that much
0: three. Yeah. They have three people be mad at. Yeah. That's (laughs) yeah.
1: Um, okay. So bigger picture stuff. I don't really have anything else. Practically speaking, I think, um, but bigger picture stuff. So we get, how did you feel? So there's a pretty dramatic change in Joel and Ellie's relationship Mm
0: -hmm. in this episode. There's a few like from the beginning when she's just zoned out and he's like, Hey, I found boggle. I found. uh... Yeah.
1: So the episode opens with Joel's dynamic is he's kind of become like the dad who really wants his daughter to like him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, how did you feel about that? That gave me a lot of anxiety because it, I, it's not what the show is trying to explore. Mm-hmm. But it made me think about, like, Ellie potentially is realizing that people are not fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. That, that when, when you don't know somebody there's just a world of possibilities of who they are. And especially as you're like getting to know them, and especially if they're Joel and they're guarding who they are, Mm -hmm. that can prolong that feeling of exploration. Who is this person? Then when someone opens up, there tends to be a realization of, Oh, crap. This person is just like everybody else. They mm-hmm. Either do or don't like TV. Right. They The
1: illusion's uh, been shattered.
0: The illusion's been shattered. And underneath it is still, it's just a guy who's going to talk too much about his daughter <laughs> to you. He's just, just going <laughs> to be like, oh, now you couldn't get him to open up before. And now he's just like. Sarah, she loved climbing, she loved hiking, and we would go outside, and you're just like, "Yeah, oh, shoot, you're just that person.
1: Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it while I was watching the episode, but why was Ellie so kind of despondent
0: at the beginning of the episode? So, two reasons, right? Number one, um, she just killed- That's right, okay. Two people, two full-grown men, yeah. protected herself from being raped and eaten. Yeah. But the biggest thing is she did it all without Joel. hmm And you're, she's also realizing, I don't need Joel. Where I just thought about episode two or three where they're sleeping outside, and she all she needs to go to sleep is Joel to say, we're safe. She's like, just tell me that we'll be okay. He mm-hmm. says, it'll be okay. And she literally just turns over, and she's asleep. Now, get the feeling like that—that that is no longer the case. Joel could tell her, we are okay. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to look out for you. And she'd still probably not be able to sleep. Yeah. Because she realizes that Joel can't protect her. Something that Joel- but- Already know he kind of can, so that is so that that I think is playing into
1: it, yeah, so the larger so so the the whole episode is basically about the the whole episode, and the whole season leads up to Joel and Ellie reach the fireflies
0: well, so yeah, a few things getting us there. Right? Number one is, in the beginning, you also have Ellie on her Jesus Gethsemane trek. Which is what? This idea that, fundamentally, she, I think, is accepting the fact that her fate could be Mm -hmm. hinging on this trip.
1: Right. So that was something I wanted to ask you about. Did you read that... There's a scene between Joel and Ellie and I think it was right before they get taken by the Fireflies, right before she starts telling the puns where Joel says, Let's just go back to Tommy.
0: So yeah, there's two right before they say the puns, that's when Joel confesses that he tried to kill himself. That's right. Then earlier than that is when that conversation happened where he's right. like we can just go back to Tommy
1: right, and Ellie you know says, we haven't gone all the, through all this for nothing da 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 da. Did you read that as her knowing that she was basically going to be sacrificing herself?
0: I took her journey to the fireflies and the things that she was saying to be her <clears throat> Accepting that she's too broken and you know, like damaged to come back from from her trauma mm-hmm. and that she's accepting what what's gonna happen to her. Mm-hmm. So for me, they were all the things that they had her saying, and the way that she was saying it gave me the feeling like when the ending came, I had the feeling that if Ellie was given the choice, she would have sacrificed herself. Mm-hmm. And I, I, felt like that's why they wrote. That's how they wrote her. Mm-hmm. I felt like they're writing her to give you the feeling of like, oh, she's like Jesus, and Jesus is like, I understand my fate, and I'm walking towards it.
1: Yeah, I accept it. I accept um,
0: it. Even though I don't think that she was as aware. I think that I think that's like the show. Like, she probably wouldn't have told Joel like if they want to kill me, kill me. Mm -hmm. But I do think if she was confronted with that choice, I think the Ellie of this episode would have said, "Yeah, I'm ready." Yeah. Um.
1: So they get cap. They get taken by the fireflies. Get knocked out. They're getting ready to basically they want to sacrifice Ellie for to save the world.
0: Did you have a reaction to the, uh, it wasn't time that time heals all wounds? It wasn't time that heals all the wounds? It wasn't you didn't care? I mean,
1: jeez. What? What? Uh, yeah, I was like, woohoo! Yeah, go, no, Joel, you, yippee. you were, you were. You know, wiping <laughs> no, a little tear no. from your eye. That I was wiping sweat from, from my brow because I was exercising. Oh,
0: exercising through it. The the <clears> other thing <throat> that I want to say really quickly about that about that scene too. Well, right after that, when she starts reading from the pun book, again, I want to triple down on what I've been saying. The puns in the show are too good to be in a book like
1: that. I agree. Yeah. Okay. so, um, so
0: anyway, beautiful moment, by the way.
1: Yeah, no, very, it was very, great. Very moving. Agreed. And agreed. maybe if you weren't But I didn't react in any sort of way
0: to the oldies <laughs> while you were.
1: We also got a ticket in the middle of the show that was like, We've been hacked. So I had to take a break and go. <laughs> <laughs> and they were not hacked. They were not yeah. hacked. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the whole uh so it's basically a trolley problem, right?
0: Fireflies get her
1: the you sacrifice Ellie to save a million people potentially potentially or you save Ellie and potentially sacrifice a million people right that's the dilemma that's the big moral question of the episode of the season um one comment that i thought was interesting on reddit they said Brick Tamlin, that's the Anchorman guy, right? Mm-hmm. Brick, yeah. Um, I thought the show did a pretty good job of pointing out that the debate wasn't whether Joel or Marlene were right. It's that neither of them asked Ellie for her consent. Okay. Does that track for you? Um.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. I, so... Well, I, this is where some of my issues come into play. Mm -hmm. Should we get into it a little bit? Sure. So this is a short episode Mm -hmm. and for what they did, yeah, you executed it as best you could. What I was expecting was at least a longer episode of Joel and Ellie dealing with the Fireflies. Because here's Mm. here's the question, number one. Why were they in such a rush? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They
0: capture her and get her. Uh, It felt like they didn't even let her wake up from the (laughs) flashback. Like Mm -hmm. they, they, she was like, she's,
1: they took her away on a gurney
0: (laughs) and then rolled her straight into the room. (laughs) I know that's not what happened. I know that she was aware, but, but they, but they told Joel that they didn't cause her any undue fear. Uh huh. They probably just slip something into her drink. Yeah. made her go unconscious, and then they're gonna, you know, start scoop her, her brain up. out. Yeah. So number one, why the why the rush? With with how quickly somebody gets turned? Uh-huh. Did they have somebody in the other room who was like, "I just got bit twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Like, I need this thing. You you also are gonna. He needs to get this stuff, and then. Produce it, right? So, it's not even like, oh, I got it. Here's the anecdote. He, he then is going to go into, like, months of work. Mm-hmm. The other thing is it makes you consider the situation that they're in at large. They have done a really great job of strategically using the infected. But they definitely give the feeling that even in Salt Lake City, like, Joel and Ellie are walking around with giraffes. They're feeding mm-hmm. puns out in the open. They're walking through buildings, climbing ladders, mm-hmm. like largely without fear. It gives you the sense that there's a stasis that has been reached. There, there, it's not like the horde of zombies are knocking down their walls. Mm-hmm. It seems like the people you need to be most worried about are raiders or other people. Mm-hmm. The, the infected seem to be in city centers and kind of, they, they've done the most that they can do now. They've infected the most people. So, again, why are you guys freaking out? There, there could actually be a case made that you're beyond the need of a vaccine. I know that that's not true. Sure, Of course we'd want a vaccine. But you you do have the idea that they could instead focus like Tommy's group did. Just focus on your own fortress. Mm-hmm. Just focus on your own area. And I bet if you focus on it, you too will get to a place where it's like, oh, we're not in eminent. Let's raise the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So again, you you have you've put them in a situation where the fireflies are acting like every second matters that this is the the primary concern of all of humanity when that doesn't seem to be the case. Tommy and them feel like if you brought a vaccine to them, they'd be like, oh, great. Oh, thanks. Okay, we'll just, I guess we'll put it next to the Christmas presents mm-hmm. in the storage room. We'll just hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, I guess
1: one of my issues... With a lot of the takes on the episode from what I've been reading on Reddit is and maybe they brought themselves brought this upon themselves by by explaining how Ellie is immune, but it I guess is like too much explanations. you know what I mean like i I look at it as just kind of it's just like a narrative device. I'm not looking for
0: explanation
1: yeah i'm not looking i you know I, i it to me it felt like the whole season and again maybe it's just because i've followed this the game it felt like it was just leading up to this moment so i didn't really feel the need to have them hang out with the fireflies for an extra 10 or 15 minutes or have the fireflies try and justify what they're going to do See, I, I mean, I think in the face of a zombie apocalypse, I don't think anyone's going to brush off a vaccine.
0: No, no, exactly. But, but what I'm saying is, like, in terms of primary concern, you know, I think that's the trade off. We have praised their limited use of the infected, mm-hmm. but what that, what that does is it gets yeah, you to I the see what end. You're saying. And you have you don't view it as that much of a threat. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I can see that. Yeah,
0: they they travel cross country, and again, I think didn't didn't they say where, where she was like? How did you protect Ellie? We didn't you say they got like hit by raiders again? I think yeah, yeah raiders yeah. keep coming up as the issue, right? And any city center, it's like where Ellie and Joel came from. It's like a battle between this fascist government system and the fireflies, right? Internally, that's what's mm-hmm. going on. The infected are all out in the city. Then you get to what, what, what's her name? But Henry and Sam's storyline no infected in the tunnels, no infected in the city, really. Mm-hmm. It's just them fighting Fedra. The, the infected hit them out in the suburbs. Right, mm-hmm. like that's so. Don't go in. The, okay, so if we just focus on our where 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 we're at, you you seem to be able to protect yourself well against the infected. Didn't really see a lot of people who are like we are dealing with massive infected I- infection problems. No, we're mm-hmm. just dealing in an with an apocalypse, ap- apocalyptic society Sure. Down. So anyway. No, no, so you 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 streamline everything. Again, something that we've been praising it for, and you don't give any time with the with the fireflies, then yeah, you don't get to talk to Ellie about what you're going to do. You also then I immediately start thinking, well, why did she bring Joel back? Oh, Marlene. Why she knows Joel. Right. Joel is a bad dude. Yeah she she recognizes that up front back in there back in Boston you're not going to like keep him locked up until you cut Ellie's head off or whatever you're gonna do
1: yeah I thought the same thing someone had an interesting comment on Reddit they said Marlene probably thought she could share Ellie's fate with Joel because she knew him as being a cold and callous person thank you so that, that- makes sense to me on a t- certain level what still does not make sense to me is she then saw his reaction to finding out that ellie was going to be uh and doesn't shoot him and and, right and then she's just like yeah i'll just you you, hey you and you just go walk him down the road
0: okay okay so (laughs) like yeah so this is what we keep getting to right when i thought about that's the only answer i got to as well she doesn't view Joel as a father figure. Mm-hmm. But by, by streamlining everything, you don't get that interaction. You could have slid in a little scene where she is shocked and surprised at the fact that he feels any sort of affection towards Ellie. Mm-hmm. Or you could have thought of a different way of getting them into the Fireflies where maybe they are at odds a little bit and it reinforces her idea, oh, Joel does not care about Ellie, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be lax. But in the way that they've done it, they shortened everything, and you're like, she wouldn't have acted like that. She, she would not have said, oh, she's being prepped right now. Go. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with these two random people. Mm-hmm. No, she would have said, keep him locked in here. Wait till it's done. And then we tell him, Ellie just saved millions of people. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do now? You know? So, again, by, by not giving any time with the Fireflies, you're just force-fed this shortened, streamlined version where, again, they got through the, the emotions and the feelings I was supposed to feel, I felt. Mm-hmm. But this was one of the times where I was like, uh, you, you guys could have... You, you could have fluffed this a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean. You could give mm-hmm. me a little more setup so that the ending. I'm. I'm a little. I'm not thinking about. Wait, like, why would she? Yeah, why would she turn away with two people? Mm-hmm. Why would? You know, Ellie's head wasn't even shaved. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I also like that you walked in at the exact time where. Like nothing had been done, but right. they were what they were close, but they weren't. I, I,
1: yeah, yeah. It was definitely an interesting choice to why I I would I'm I'm sure they do a podcast unless I'm sure there's explanations out there. But I'm wondering why the episode was so short. Like I said, it didn't bother me. I didn't feel like I needed to see those things. I have no doubt that they would have done it correctly if it was actually in the episode, but for yeah. some reason it's it's not, which I, is a weird decision. Yeah, I,
0: I think that's what bothers me probably is the fact that I know that they would have done it well. Mm-hmm. I know that if they wanted to give the time to contextualize Ellie's situation, that they would have done in a way that was smart and clever. And instead what we get is yeah, Ellie is untouched in a room upstairs. I'm gonna let you go out with um, I was trying to remember their the guards, yeah, I, can't I remember don't even their know names. if they
1: had names,
0: yeah, uh I'm uh, yeah, with these two yokels, and I'm gonna give you a knife,, mm-hmm. also, I'm gonna give you Ellie's knife, also, she knew it was Ellie's knife because Ellie's mom gave her that knife mm-hmm. in 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 the very beginning, like I'm gonna give you this very sentimental thing, yeah, which could be triggering to you, you know.
1: Yeah, it was a weird... It's a, definitely a weird choice. It's a
0: weird setup. But then you get Joel mowing all the fireflies Yeah, down. which
1: is a great scene. Yeah. Um, so, like I was saying, it's basically um, the trolley problem. And I was just thinking about this the other day. I don't know why. Maybe it something else I was listening to or something else I was watching. But... <clears throat> The Charlie problem is kind of this thing that's – it it almost feels like everyone's kind of introduction to –
0: Situational ethics?
1: Yeah. Um, And when you're younger, or at least when I was younger, it seems like this – I don't know, almost this – I guess you you think about it differently obviously because you're younger but it almost it's like obviously the right answer is you save the most people Mm -hmm. um but when you're a parent it becomes like this situation in the show it becomes kind of a it come it becomes a different scenario um so I guess the question is not is it the did is what Joel did right or wrong but I guess do you understand why he did what yes. he did do you yes. f- feel like you would do the same thing Right
0: <clears throat> the, the the question was never and should never be was he right or wrong Uh-huh it's a simplistic and Stupid way of looking at it. Yeah. I think it is, do you understand why he did it? If you want to go any deeper, yeah, what would you have done, right? So, Mm. and then you're asking me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for Joel, do I understand? Yes. Absolutely, I understand. So, check off on that. Now, would I do the same? What's interesting is... I have two separate answers to that. Mm-hmm. Number one, if I was Joel and and Ellie was Ellie, mm-hmm. I would. I think I'd be fine with them doing what they needed to mm-hmm. Here's the other thing with the short time. What I would say is just, and 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 from her, just show me the science. Yeah, and, and I, like can I see a peer reviewed article? I just, just show me that. The 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 science is there to support the sacrifice. Uh-huh. I just love the fact that she's like, I can't believe you got Ellie here all by yourself. People couldn't even protect all of our people. That yeah. was crazy. Okay, she's dead now. All right. And just trust that we got this, we, that the science is... <laughs> like, she even says, I'm in your debt. Mm-hmm. But I'm not in your debt enough to talk to you about it. Not in your debt enough to help you understand what we're trying right. to do i I'm in your debt for you, for me to tell you what's happening for you to deal with it, which is yeah, it
1: just do you think it would have been better if she was just like we can use whatever we can use Ellie to create immunity and just make it super simplistic because they do try to explain it a bit
0: yeah i I would say like again, I would be like, listen, knowing what Ellie went through knowing what I went through, Mm -hmm. knowing the world that we're in, yeah, I'm going to probably be dead in 10 years. Like, Mm -hmm. my body ain't doing so great. My panic attacks are probably not working wonders on my heart. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to, what, save her for 10 years with me, and then what? And then she's without me in this world? Like, that sucks. Mm -hmm. So I think that I could justify just like man this girl like I couldn't protect her enough to keep her from being traumatized you know yeah. what I mean
1: well um, I think part of it too is that the science <laughs> is the I, I I part of the reason why the science I think doesn't matter and that was another big complaint too on the subreddit part of the reason is part of the reason the science doesn't matter is because it doesn't matter to Joel I, I think Joel exactly. would have done the same thing if she was like, here is a well-researched paper where we walk you through exactly what we can do with it and how exactly it will save everybody, and Joel still would have done the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: So so if if they did that, if they presented that to both Ellie and Joel together, based on what you just saw of Ellie in the season, do you think Ellie would have allowed them to... Operate on her. Well, I guess that, and that's what I was asking too. That
1: because I didn't read that scene as, and again, maybe this is just me. This is just how dumb I am when I watch things. But that scene didn't to me didn't didn't read as sort of a uh, acknowledgement of her being aware of what she was getting herself into until, I mean, maybe until I was reading about it on the subreddit. But until at least. The end of the episode because you get the sense by the end of the episode that she did have more awareness than maybe I was giving her credit
0: for. That's what I'm saying. At the very end of the episode, she's like, I killed my best friend, right? And my my crush. Then Tess died. You can see her building to this narrative of, I'm okay going, I'm okay dying. Like, I've been through, look what I've been through. You know, I'm not just a little baby here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Now, if that was my son and right. not like that changes it for me, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I, I, I felt sympathy for Ellie. I think if I was the Jolt character, I'd be like, damn, this sucks. And I would have been upset that they didn't talk. I would have just said like, I will, I will kill everyone to get to that room. Just so you can explain it to her because i she will agree to this, mm-hmm. but I want her like that poster said I'd want her to have say in it I'd want her to have i think that that matters, mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, do you think Joel had the
1: uh, an understanding that she knew what they she was heading towards
0: at the end i think but are you know.
1: right i mean uh, before
0: um well, he keeps interrupting her, trying to yeah. Give her trying to help her out. Trying to say, like, "Hey, I was despondent too at one point, but you helped me. You healed me. Yeah. So, kind of stay, you know, stay alive for something. Somebody will come along, and 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 help you out. Mm-hmm. So, I have the feeling, like, why is he really working on her to get out of this? You know, depression yeah. and funk.
1: Yeah, it becomes apparent that it's more about Joel not feeling what he felt before than it is about what Ellie wants. Joel or what is he selfish. Thinks. Yeah,
0: and he loves her. Right, and that, and and, and that's it.
1: Uh, there is a really good quote someone posted on the subreddit from the Craig guy, one of the showrunners.
0: Okay, Craig Mazin.
1: Yeah. Neil has said when they were testing the game, parents almost 100% of the time said he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, Re Joel, killing everybody. And a lot of times people who weren't said he's a monster. I'm a parent, I straddle the line. We cut a line out of episode five and I regret it. I wish I could put it back in. It was when Henry says to Joel, I did a bad guy thing. There was an exchange where Joel says, so you're saying if you had to do it all over again, you wouldn't. And Henry says, I'm saying if I had to do it all over again, I would try really hard not to, and then I probably would. Uh, Which is interesting because I feel like they get that across pretty well in the episode. Oh, they do. I don't need those lines. Yeah. If I were in that situation as a parent, I would try really hard not to, but I probably would. If Joel walked away without regrets... If Joel walked away without shame that would be different but then I would say he was he's a monster, but you don't lie unless you know you've done something wrong
0: yeah yeah he i mean what what I really liked is the fact that this takes a narrative that I think a lot of gamers are are expecting where it's like like who who's the best bad good guy mm hmm Batman mm-hmm punisher maybe right right where it's like yeah this is a bad dude but he is a good guy you know what i mean and that's why i love him Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and this is like no when when other characters say joel is a bad guy and has done bad things he's done very bad things Mm -hmm. so when you get to the end if you're like (gasps) clutching your pearls like i can't not my Joel. It's like right. no, they've been telling you that this whole time. Yeah, if you get, got a flashback to when he and Tommy were killing people, <laughs> right? I bet it's some <laughs> horrible shit. I bet it's like true, bat, true villain behavior, right? Um, and, but I think that people, and especially kind of gamers and comic book readers and stuff like that, they they like to have the idea of badness without any proof of it, mm-hmm. you know? They, they they like for something to say that's morally complex without really right. co- confronting their their morals, yeah. you know what I mean? And I do like the fact that this goes right at it, and it's like, this is not about whether or not Joel is good or bad, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, he like kills a guy who's, did, surrendering. who's surrendering. Yeah, how many of those people had kids? Right. He kills a doctor at the end. <laughs> right. I mean, one one for one, right? You can you can draw a correlation between him and um and and what what what's her name? Kathleen. Yeah,
1: mm. Ca- Ca- I think Kathleen. that's her name.
0: Um, the Melanie Linsky. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Melanie Linsky starts by killing a doctor. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, well, she's the villain. She's right. very, very bad." Yeah. And now Joel is doing the same thing. It's like just to see people like try to compute that is is funny.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, there was a lot of conversation about right or wrong, which is fun, right? That's part of the fun of watching the show and talking to your friends about it. But ultimately, like you said, it's not a it's not a question of Right or wrong, I think it's. I think it was right in the sense that it's. It it was. It's what the story needed, mm. right? It's where the story should have gone. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was right in that. I really loved how. I like how complicated it's made this 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 uh, dynamic and Joel's character and, you know, um. But yeah, in terms of like, yeah, in terms of like. Well, this is the other thing, you know the the the, uh, the he what he did was right because there's no way it, it would have worked scientifically. It's like yeah, it's not really the point. Um, and then along those same lines, I came across this post the other day. This was before the last episode, and this is how twisted people are getting about this show. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but. <laughs> The title is, let's just put this to bed, shall we? Ooh, I love these. And then this person goes on to write one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs. Putting it to bed. Explaining why Joel didn't take the assault rifles from Bill's bunker. And it has to do with the fact that...
0: Coincidence also that graves are six feet deep? This guy wrote six paragraphs? (laughs) Truly... (laughs) bearing this thing. It has to do with the fact that in 2003
1: George Bush announced an assault rifle ban and blah blah blah. blah. You know, it's like just Look, if this is how you enjoy the show, then enjoy the show. But it's like, it, it's it doesn't have to be perfect, right? You don't have to have a pitch-perfect explanation for every single thing that happens in the show. Sometimes it's just the narrative. Yeah. We just need Joel to have one single rifle. That's why he's not taking every single assault rifle that Bill had. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just needed Joel to kill everybody in the hospital so yes, we're going to kind of fudge it on the science of
0: whatever. You know what I mean? I also love people like that because, number one, do you imagine him being like a Rambo with, like, double-wielding <laughs> Yeah, that's the rifles? other thing, too. Who, where's
1: he going to carry all like this where, stuff at? like You're not <laughs>
0: thinking about... If you really want to get in the weeds, Joel understands that this car is only going to take them so far, and then they're going to be walking on foot. Mm-hmm. And so what you think they're going to, like, just carry... 60 pounds of guns along with their 40 pound backpack or whatever you know no you're not going to do that the other thing too is the weapons that you can't use guess what you've done you've armed other people yeah so no let people come and find these i'm not just going to leave them in the bed of my truck yeah you know for if i if i have to run well now everyone has the assault rifles i couldn't bring so Yeah. yeah put put to bed with that buddy yeah Uh,
1: Also, going back on everything I just said and nitpicking a little bit at the realism of the show, I did love that Joel murders 20-some people in a hospital and then just walks into the surgery center and the doctors are just like
0: just going about <laughs> their business
1: no idea what's going on and <laughs> like no understanding that a bunch of people were just shot it's like okay
0: oh they are probably just huffing the, <laughs> maybe <laughs> yes yeah. too you know maybe um, yeah yeah i mean like that's that's because uh, i was like well are they thinking like oh there's raiders attacking mm-hmm. but like as he went up floors you know, right. I think you would know. Like, right, <laughs> it's getting closer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care, so We're fine. Yeah. Um. All
1: right. Well, that's all I had. Any um, other major thoughts? What are you? What are you expecting so, out of season two?
0: Yeah, and that kind of goes to my to my text. Oh, I, right. Mm-hmm. I trust that they have a handle on the story they're telling. They already made a second game, mm-hmm. so they've already had one crack at it. <clears throat> and I don't know. The, I told you it's been the hardest thing for me not to just read the plot of the second mm-hmm. game. Because well, now you're going
1: to have to do that for years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I find that if you push through like a week, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the next show we start watching starts, I'll be okay. But um, what... What made me nervous is entering a narrative that reflects, like, a sullen teenager Mm -hmm. um, that is slowly just going to grow more and more resentful of their father. Mm -hmm. And especially this narrative where Joel has been just so closed off, and now he's just going to get shut out. And the only thing that you're gonna get is when he does die, Ellie being like, "I forgive you, yeah, it's like, I don't want three episodes, yeah of her being like, "I'm upset, or I think you did something, but I can't prove it and mm-hmm. and I'm just not going I'm just gonna be the the Ellie that was zoned out the you know, like that's just a narrative that you've seen. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just keep thinking, like, man, I'm not about like rewriting things in my image, or else I'll be like that guy, Bush. <laughs> you know, but I kept thinking about how, what else would I have liked to see then to address my concerns? And part of it does go into like Ellie's ownership her consent right Mm -hmm. like if you had a situation where ellie did not consent and was in any way forcibly taken you you can then have this new dynamic where they like what if she cried out for help Then he goes through and slaughters twenty people. Mm -hmm. Well, she didn't know he was going to kill everybody, but she, but she also can't just say, "I was ready to die." Like I was. It's all on you. Like you're the one to blame fully. I am not to blame at all. Which is the situation now, Mm -hmm. right? And then if you have conflict between them, it's at least complicated by Ellie being like yeah, I wasn't ready to sacrifice myself. Like that. that's interesting for her character, mm-hmm. I, I would think. But the way that's set up now, it's like one side is all right and one side is all wrong. Mm-hmm. And not only is one all right in in the sense of, she was unconscious for it all. She mm-hmm. didn't give her, her uh, consent for either side to do anything that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also, in the last episode, was giving off like strong jesus vibes the whole time where you got to the end you're like she i could see her willingly sacrifice herself so joel's also confronted about that in the parking garage right where she's like you know i'm right you know ellie would sacrifice herself mm. that's why you're acting like this and he doesn't say anything mm. and she's like see i know you know i'm right so you have Joel, who is like 120% wrong. <laughs> Ellie, who's 120% right. Uh-huh. And then you're like, well, how is that going to be resolved right. other than his death g- causing conflict yeah. on her and grieving her? It's like, I don't know. I don't, do I want to see that? Mm-hmm. Like, how are they going to make that anything other than a, than a, a march to his death? Mm hmm. And by the time he dies, I'm just like, thank God. Thank God he's dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ellie's mourning now. Okay. I just don't see where the complication is going to get in, involved here. Mm-hmm. Where are the fireflies? How many? Like, I was thinking, oh, fireflies clash with Tommy's people. You know, like, do, do I want to see two episodes of Ellie not talking to Joel and Joel being the dad? going to knock on her closed door and then not knocking and (laughs) walking away and then going downstairs? Or would I rather have them both talking to Tommy and then being like, listen, we bailed. He killed a bunch of people. They're probably coming for us. We need to prepare ourselves and Mm -hmm. like focus on an external threat. Give us, I don't know. Just give, give me something else. Uh, And, and maybe it's also like, that's a deep fear of mine. I've told you about, I like, if I wake up one day and my son's just like, I your dad, you <laughs> Yeah. And I don't want to experience that. Yeah. I don't I don't want to watch a show about that.
1: Right. Yeah. Um Yeah, the only thing I would say to that is like I said before and like they've done with all the other characters, if it seems like in this show, if someone is going to die, it doesn't get dragged out. It happens Pretty quickly.
0: That's why I wanted Joel to be dead at the end of the step I wanted yeah. Joel to, like, die f- saving her or something. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, give it all the complication, but then give Ellie the the need to wrestle with it. Mm-hmm. Right now, it just feels like, yeah, what if Jesus was saved from the cross? Well, then you just have him being, like... Longingly looking back at the cross. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's my fate. Did, did I go back? I don't what know. What could have been. What could have been yeah. <laughs> had I been sacrificed? And it's just like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a complication for Ellie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh,
0: Next week. Hold on. You know the narrative of the second game. Yes. So... Do you, without spoiling anything, do you feel like they do have, like they've they've complicated the narrative enough in the game that my that you'd be like, oh Keith, I think you'll be so fine. So
1: I don't. I guess I don't know what the narrative is. I know there's a big spoiler about the second game that I know. Okay, and then I know. I don't even know how I would phrase it without spoiling anything, but I, I know who is involved. Not even the villain. I mean, I guess vaguely, but I know I know what characters in- are involved in okay. the story, and I know a big. I know the big spoiler.
0: Um, the other but thing I,
1: I don't know what the narrative is.
0: The, the other thing that that gave me pause. I just saw a headline. Where they said, yeah, the second season or the second game will be told over a few seasons Mm. or a couple seasons. And that just made me feel even stronger. Like, if we're going to luxuriate in more seasons for two, then, yeah, maybe have given us a little more of season one then. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, luxuriate that or tip it over, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. did you did you have to do all the Firefly stuff in the last in twenty minutes? Mm-hmm. Again, love the economy of the show, but if we get a dragged out second game narrative, I think I'm gonna get frustrated that they did tell the first season so economically yeah. and succinctly.
1: Yeah, they kind of jammed everything in. Um. Okay. Any other? Any last thoughts?
0: Last thoughts. Everything that I've said. Really enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Um, was more than what I expected it to be. Um, acting was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and uh, the I love the giraffe. I don't know why people. I saw people. Our, our Polygon had an whole article about like. The CGI of the giraffes, or whatever, or CGI, CGI versus real in in showing the the giraffes, uh-huh. it made me think like, are people arguing about whether the giraffes are real?
1: I thought it was real. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I I ne- looking at, it, I was like, oh, that's real. That's not CGI.
1: No, it didn't look like CGI to me.
0: Yeah, I thought that that was like pretty. Yeah, I, don't know. I I just thought it was funny. I guess that anybody would look at the giraffe. And be I mean, like, oh, CGI like it's the like,
1: background was exactly the the, but the, background the Giraffe was, itself was real. Yeah, it yeah. just
0: made me question anybody's eyes. Like I, I just <laughs> want to be like, CGI is not that good yet. Yeah. Like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you seeing?
1: Um. <clears throat> okay, next week. Well, actually, sorry, I meant to say this at the beginning of the episode, Mm. and I'll say it now at the end. Fuck Daylight Savings time. Everyone I know hates Daylight Savings. I know we've talked about it on the show before, so I, I won't go into details, but we need to get rid of this archaic
0: World War II bullshit. Justin's coming for you. Yeah, do
1: please do get rid of the thing. I don't care what the thing. I don't care what you pick. I don't care. Just stop messing my schedule up. Did it mess your schedule or your girls? Me? Schedule?
0: Okay, so it's your
1: schedule. and the girls. Yeah, but they've been they've been dealing with it. But me specifically, it's like maybe this is you know a, a part of like being healthy or whatever for me. Is having schedule. A, a schedule and having a routine I can stick to. And it's now twice a year or whatever. I have to... Everything gets moved around for some reason.
0: It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Um, That was terrifying. Next so wait, week... We I hope <laughs> no one ever has to.
1: <laughs> next week, you mentioned a show called... Swarm. Swarm an Amazon show. Yeah. Now... Everything that I've read says that all seven episodes are released on the 17th. Okay. Not a week-by-week week thing. Okay. So
0: here so so let's let's spitball this really quick here. I don't want this podcast to just become a TV podcast. Uh-huh. Kind of antithetical to the the starting idea of it. I also don't want this to go back to what it was like. I I like the fact that I worked out a lot of my political beliefs on this mm-hmm. show. But I have no... To me, I've seen enough. I know what I believe. Mm-hmm. I know what the arguments are. I We have to keep our country gate. <laughs> I don't want to spend my time... And I can't imagine being somebody who... Like spent their time in any way critiquing, like even like the majority report. Mm -hmm. God, I can't imagine if that's what I did with my time, Mm -hmm. because you're just you're 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 playing two different games, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to justify like one side's playing wiffle ball and you're playing baseball, and you're trying to like be like, yeah, let's fill content with the wiffle ball players. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway. Dredge is a game coming up at the end of this month. a video game video game mm-hmm. super interested, excited for it. played the demo, and there are some other you know games that are coming up. Dredge is the big one um and I'd love to cover that on here. um, I would love to do another book mm-hmm. um I just finished
1: reading um, Dark Matter. I thought you already read that. Dark Matter, a I ghost you... story. So this is what happened. I downloaded it. I a couple months ago, I went through recommend me scary books, and then I wish list listed a bunch of stuff. And then I went through them with my last couple of credits, and I downloaded a bunch of them, and then I downloaded Dark Matter. And I was like, Dark Matter, I could have sworn I've already read this, or yeah. already listened to this. Yeah. And I have, there is a different book called Dark Matter. And this is something else. Because so, you
0: got me to read that old Dark
1: Matter. And it was like a techno, like multiverse type the, mm-hmm, deal. Mm-hmm. right? It was good. Yeah, it was fine. This is a ghost story. Uh, and it's excellent. Ooh. And I would... I highly recommend the audiobook version because the guy that reads it is great. Um and it, that's probably a large region of uh, reason of why I liked it so much. But it's short, it's like a little under seven hours. Uh, but it's called Dark Matter or Ghost Story. And it's about um like lighthouse shit, like old like like sailors or whatever. Um Michelle Paver. Yeah. Mm-hmm but i liked it a lot um and then i'm where are you at with the factory series i'm 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 basically reading the second book one page at, at a time, time. <laughs> uh, every night before i go to bed i try to read as much as i can and it's usually about one page two pages and then i go to sleep are and you... it's disgusting
0: it's gross okay so you're only at the very beginning yes the the, the man has been cut up yes drained
1: Yeah, he's in boiled. He's in boiled. He's in bags. The detective keeps opening and closing the bags and looking in. And then, and even before that, he's talking about a mayor who's a pedophile and also committed familicide, maybe. It's rough. It's rough read at the beginning. It's very gross. So will, which again goes back to what I was saying about completely understanding can't wait till four. Yeah, why someone would throw up reading the fourth book.
0: So I'm glad you brought it up. I was I just finished another collection of books. Mm-hmm. Um, logged them on Goodreads, wrote uh, my little reviews, and I was looking at what to read next and I was like I basically have been waiting for you before reading book three. Okay. Um, but I definitely have the itch to like knock that out because I am really enjoying the factory series. I will say this series is not one to be read page by page. The chapters are short, They're yeah. Always short. Mm-hmm. I would recommend try to do chapter by chapter mm-hmm. and th- there's no journal on this one you know what else you know what sucks that? is it's not there's no audiobook no audio
1: books which is crazy yeah but i'll i'll um i'll push my way through it
0: yeah it's it's fantastic there's a there's a darker moment in the book coming up but then after that it definitely light lightens up so Great. push put push through mm-hmm. um so, yeah, so I, I, all that being said, dredge comes out on like the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should try and push through swarm by the time dredge comes out, mm-hmm. or at least time it, you know, to like a week after dredge so we can play it a little bit
1: okay. and talk about
0: it. Um, so, maybe, maybe that's the move and we can kind of map it out what that would look like. I, I do think it's kind of ridiculous if we do a weekly thing for a show that's not weekly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I feel like maybe twos. Okay. or oh, there's seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, two, three. Sure. And that gets through to Dredge. So, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, Swarm is for sure what we're doing next, right? Mm-hmm. I think it looks interesting. I sent you the trailer.
1: Yeah, it looks interesting. It's from... Donald Glover and this woman named Janine Neighbors, who who doesn't seem to have done anything. She's done a couple of other things, none of which seem anything like what this is. Mm-hmm. This is the other thing. So I'm looking at the r- Wikipedia for this thing. Tr- the trailer looks great. I love the synopsis. It seems like it will have like like I was talking about with the last of, how the Last of Us doesn't have this. Seems like it's going to have plenty of
0: Cultural Mm
1: -hmm. commentary to talk about reading the Wikipedia page.
0: Oh, no. You did that? Did that spoil that?
1: Listen to this. No, 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 no. It didn't spoil anything. Okay. Writing. I went out to the writing section. Glover compared the series to post-truth piano teacher. Do you know what that is? No. Neither do I. Uh, t- 2001 erotic psychological drama film written and directed by Michael Heneke.
0: Oh, wait, wait. Say the title again.
1: The Piano Teacher.
0: Yes. What, what did you say the first time? The
1: Post-Truth Piano Teacher.
0: Okay. I was counting
1: Post-Truth
0: right. as part... No, yes. I know The Piano Teacher. Okay.
1: okay. Post-Truth Piano Teacher mixed with The King of Comedy. Ooh. Glover and Neighbors, which after... Um joker let's let's cool it on the king of comedy references okay you're not making the next king of comedy
0: <laughs> okay the the king of comedy let me say too, a late movie that i got to that when you watch like i definitely had the arrogance looking back at like this is a 70s movie where yeah they, then you watch and you're like damn it that's so it's yeah, so good it's
1: amazing Uh, Glover and Neighbors wanted to create an anti-hero story using Tony Soprano and Don Draper as inspiration. Malia Obama is among the writers of the series. Neighbors said, we really wanted to give her the opportunity to get her feet wet in TV and see if this is something she wants to continue doing.
0: Oh, good. What? I'm glad she's getting a, a shot. You know what I mean? Is that not the
1: dumbest thing? Like, boy, it's like, uh, whatever. Complaining about Hollywood and nepotism is, you know, overplayed or whatever. But it's like, man, they're they're not even hiding it anymore, as people love to say. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) That's one of the craziest things I've read. Yes, we're making this huge show for Amazon. Yeah, uh, write some stuff for us.
0: Just want to see if you like it or not. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't work out for you. What are you doing nowadays? What? Oh, just kind of chilling. You want to try your hand at writing a TV show? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, no. I I, I do think from what, and I don't know a lot, I do think that she's gone to school for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. There's, I'm not in the industry, so whatever. But yeah, it is funny every time you kind of hear. Toilets. Toilets. Okie dokie. Alright. You know what I mean? Um uh, Okay, so do you wanna? I love you.
1: There it is. I love being your tile coach. Bye bye!